What is up, everybody? Thank you for checking out a new episode of the Bubba Cold Core Podcast. I am your host, Patrick Huerta. Thank you very much for listening. I do appreciate it. It's going to be a good episode. It's a great episode. It's an awesome episode. Have my homie on it, uh, Jay Mendes. He is a, uh, not only is he my homie from ways back, he's a filmmaker, he's a writer, he's a ghost hunter. He's a host, uh, or not a host, he's the host of the Fermentation Sessions. He's also the host of the Paranormal Journal, uh, both of, that you can find on YouTube and social medias, respectively. Um, yeah, so we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, you could follow the, the podcast uh, IG at Baba Cool Core. Uh, stay in the know about what's going on with the podcast. All the good stuff. Uh, you can follow me on my socials, Twitter and Instagram at your homie Pat. Uh, that's where I'll be, and that's where you can stay in the know about anything going on. I don't really have anything going on right now. Uh, no, that's a lie. I have one show that I will be a part of uh, this Friday, which is the Black Friday, or not? Is it the Black Friday or just Black Friday? Um, the Friday after Thanksgiving. That one. I will be doing some time on the Big John Show, uh, which is at the Roxy Theater uh, off Callahan, I believe. Don't have this stuff. Don't have the information. I don't prepare for these intros. Um, but, yeah. Uh, I think the show's sold out. I think. But uh, uh, follow Big John on Instagram uh, and stay in the know about that if any tickets become available so you could jump on those because uh, it's going to be a packed socially distanced packed house you know that's an oxymoron uh it's going to be a packed house social distancely i don't know that doesn't make any sense look here's the thing this past weekend um everybody apparently got a uh, alert notice uh, update, if you will, about the numbers in Bear County, the numbers of the coronavirus cases in Bear County, right? No, wrong. I didn't get one. Nor my wife got an alert. Why did we get left off the list? Who's out to get me? I do take it personal. Take it very personal. Of course, I don't want to be bothered by alerts. But also, I don't want to be the only one not getting the alerts. Everybody got alerts. Everybody that I know of got alert alerts. And that's how I found. Secondhand. I take that very personal. Don't know why we got off the list. I mean, we get alerts about, you know, stuff going on in Dallas, stuff going on in Houston, Corpus, whatever plus places that don't concern us i'm not saying we're not concerned we wish all the safety and all that good stuff to anybody who may or may not be in harm's way please get home safely whatever you know but if it happens in bear county we should be we should know 
We should be told. We should be notified. And we weren't. And finding out that we were the only ones not notified, I got beef. Who do I need to talk to? What's up? What did I do to you to not get notified about the numbers in corona cases? Anyway. Um, so that happened on Friday. If you got that message, uh, you did. I didn't. Found out about it through Facebook where I get all my news. You know, they keep telling us, you know, Facebook's ruining your life. You're spending too much time on Facebook. If it wasn't for social media, I wouldn't know anything. Any current events. Because nobody tells me directly. Not angry. Not mad. I'm just disappointed. You know? Um, yeah. So, let's get into today's episode. It is, again, with my homie Jay Mendez. Filmmaker, writer, ghost hunter, musician. I'll throw that in as well. Uh, he's a musician. He is the host of the Fermentation Sessions, also the host of the Paranormal Journal. Uh, this was a fun time. I'm going to I'm gonna be up straight. Up, up straight. I'm going to be up front with y'all. I know nothing about ghost hunting. I know nothing about paranormal. So if my questions seem a little bit um, softball-y, uh, so be it. It was still a fun episode. I had fun catching up with uh, with the old homie of mine, uh, getting getting down to uh, with what he's doing, what he's up to with all this stuff. Asking some questions. Hopefully they're good questions. Hopefully you're you're uh, you're entertained and informed. Uh, this is for your infotainment. Uh, hopefully this is a good one. Thank you for uh, supporting the Bubble Code Core podcast. Like, share, subscribe. Uh, Five star reviews on whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. I hope you're staying safe. I hope you're doing good. Thank you for listening again. I don't know how many times I've said that already, but I do mean it nonetheless. Uh, this is uh, Here's my conversation with uh, Jay Mendes. Uh, please be safe. I'll check in with you all next week. All right? Later. Jay Mendes, what's going on, man? Thanks, man. Good, good. Thanks for having me on again. I love this. Thing. Yeah. How how you doing? You're surviving. You're keeping your sanity. Yeah, man. Um, made it through the quarantine. Uh, still making it. Uh, I, was, I was fortunate enough to, you know, stay employed with the company I'm working with. So, uh, yeah. I, got, I had a good little two months off, which you know, uh, I took advantage of was spending time with the kids and the wife and stuff. But I learned how to make a like cheap wine and everything and beer and stuff here at the house. So that was that was pretty interesting. You were making your own wine like you're in prison? Yeah, dude, it was like basically prison hooch, basically. <laughs> what, what were you using? Like, were you do, using, like, uh, legit stuff? or were you, Yeah, like yeah. Just... Uh, I just, I you know, YouTube, it's the, you know, it's the gate to everything. So, you know, being on YouTube 24-7, I was like, oh, look, you know, this is how you make uh, homemade wine. So, basically, just 100% pure uh, grape juice and uh, so a packet of yeast. I went to um, a place here where they sell, you know, everything you need to do to ferment and make beer, wine, cheese, and I pe- you know, you just buy a simple packet of uh, yeast, a wine yeast, and uh, some sugar, and you know, just basically pour it in there, shake it up, and let it sit in a 
cold, dark, or not so much cold, but room temperature closet in the dark for a good month. And uh, there you go. You're set. A month? Yeah. That yeah. that seems pretty sketchy. It doesn't seem like, uh, it, it doesn't seem healthy. No, no. I mean, I, you would think so, right? Like, that's what I was afraid of because you start smelling it and you're like, ah, yeah. I don't know about this. But no, man. I, I, as a kid, a lot of food stayed in my room well over months. Uh, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have eaten it or drank it. I mean, who knows, man? It may have been a good trip, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it, it actually, I know that was my, my big worry too. Like, you know, that first time you, you, uh, I, um, siphoned it out of the bottle and put it into a new bottle and you see all the, all the yeast at the bottom that, you know, everything that it, it, uh, it, um, at the end of the process, you basically have, uh, you know, some gunk at the bottom of the bottle, you know, and, and yeah. you're to siphon that out, you know, that's, that's all the, the yeast that, uh, that ate up the sugar and everything that went to the bottom. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, you're, you're afraid of sucking some of that up and then drinking that what's going to happen if you drink that. And, but no, uh, the first bottle I made didn't do anything, it tasted pretty good actually. And then, uh, the second, the second batch I had made, um, me and my wife drank that one night and dude, we were recovering the next day. I mean, it jacked us up. Like it was no joke. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was like basically like drinking moonshine. Now, why would you want to be making your own? Like the liquor stores never stopped. They were always been essential. They never closed down. Like uh, I could, I could understand like making, making your own clothes because the stores are closed <laughs> or something, you know, but li- liquor stores were true the whole time. They stay, they held the ground, you know? Why would you want to make your own? It was straight up boredom, uh, looking for (laughs) yourself busy. Uh, Like I said, the corn. I mean, I and we were getting those Trump bucks in the mail. You know what I mean? So we were like, oh, I got all this extra money. Let me go play and buy stuff I really don't need. So I went to that place that sells all the stuff, and and uh, you know, I bought the siphon. I bought the 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 um uh, all the stuff to clean the the bottles. I bought some bottles. I bought all the hose. I mean, I bought a bunch of stuff. I bought the barometer to measure the alcohol content, and I just it was basically just trying to learn. And yeah. so busy and it, it was pretty cool. And I just, uh, you know, one batch that I made was making about three bottles and that's one bottle of grape juice. And that's like a dollar, you know, a dollar 89, the back yeah. of the piece is like a little under two bucks. Um, so, I mean, I made, I don't know how many bottles of wine when one bottle of one's a good, I mean, decent cheap bottles, like 12, 13 bucks. And I was making, you know, three bottles for under five bucks. So, you know, it is what it is. So it's funny how you use the stimulus money to buy stuff you don't <laughs> need, and then you're going backwards. You're like, I'm saving all this money <laughs> yeah, dude, no. by doing it myself. Like, do you, under- you understand like how that's kind of backwards yeah. a little bit? <laughs> well, check it out. Well, into my next transition. Uh, so I have this money, and so I'm like, dude, I'm still bored. And, um, you know, being a, a paranormal investigator, like uh, being a ghost turner back in the day when I was younger, um, before I got into really into music and everything like that, and then just starting to work full time, I had started kind of giving it up. Um, you know, I, it's something I've always loved and still wanted to do for the longest time. And sitting there bored, well, you spend more time at your house and, you know, things are a little more quieter and it's just me and my girls and my wife, and my dog. And the more time we spend here every day, not leaving the house, um, we started hearing things and I started kind of seeing things in the middle of the night. And I was like, hmm. And then, you know, me being, you know, having that history and stuff, I was like, dude, I want to, I want to try to see if there's something in this house, you know, I was like, uh-huh. so I'm on, you know, I'm on YouTube watching all these things. And I, I find that, you know, the, the industry that that industry itself is just skyrocketed with, you know, all these shows, ghost hunters and, uh, you know, um, ghost adventures and stuff like that. So I basically uh, just went online. I saw, man, there's all these new shops and there's these websites that sell all these cool tools and these kits. And I was like, well, I got money. I was like, Hmm, uh, okay, here yeah, we go. Yeah. You know? So uh, I, told the wife and she was like oh my god here's another one of your crazy ideas right she's like all right 
So, you know, my, and that, that's what I love about my wife. She backs me up. You know, she's 100%. She's got my back. So she was like, go ahead. You know, it's just sitting there anyways. I was like, you know, girls don't got to go to college, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. so, <laughs> so I, you know, I just invested a few a few uh, dollars into it and bought some really cool equipment. And, um, you know, the funny thing is the first time I tested it, and my wife was totally against doing it here in the house. But, you know, she was having a few drinks one night and she was like, hey, I'm hearing stuff. Go get the stuff. And I'm like, oh, shit. All right, let's do this. Yeah. Um, and, we know, we went down to the garage and the, our motion sensor on the garage door was going off, off, off. And it kept clicking. And we're like, what the hell is that? Why is it doing that? And um, we we recorded, a, we started recording an EVP session, which is like electronic voice phenomenon, trying to record, asking questions, seeing the voice or something would answer back. And we did this EVP session. And, and if you go to our Instagram page, you'll see it. Uh, it's one of the first posts we post. Um, I'm asking, can you hit the garage door again? Or is that you moving the garage door again? And then you hear a voice and keep in mind, my, my wife knew not to say anything. She stayed quiet. I was the only one talking and you, it sounds like you hear some, a woman say hit something. And I was like, so, you know, we, 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 at the time we didn't hear it. Uh-huh. After we finished doing the little, you know, EVP session, we went upstairs and I plugged in, I plugged the audio, the card into my computer, raised a full blast, put it into audacity, the uh, sound program and raised up the decibels. And, and sure enough, when we heard it, we just like looked at each other like, holy shit like we, that was a voice like we heard a voice and she freaked out she's like i'm fucking going to bed and she just went upstairs and i was like all right you know cool and little by little you know we start hearing more things in the house and um it's actually quiet down a little bit but you know there's still some stuff happening but that's where i transitioned i was like well hey you know we're not doing anything and uh you know we're doing fermentation sessions but we're on a downtime with that because the breweries are all kind of you know closed right now and stuff so yeah i was like let me get into this and that's where the paranormal journal started Cool, man. Uh, also, before we get into it, uh, yeah. uh, plugs. Let let people know where they could find you, where they could find all your, yeah, uh, everything you got going on, uh, social media, all that stuff. Go ahead and give it to them now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the Paranormal Journal. It's the Paranormal Journal. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can find us on there. Uh, and uh, that's basically the Paranormal, um, the Paranormal Investigations page that I have, and and the show that I started on YouTube as well. And we're on YouTube. I'm sorry, uh, the Paranormal Journal. Um, and then we're also, and we also do, uh, we're bringing it back where we're starting to get things into motion again is the fermentation sessions. So you can, and uh-huh. that's where we go to the local breweries and talk to them and see how they run things. And, uh, we, uh, we try to bring in local artists, uh, musicians, uh, and bring them into the breweries and actually have like a little intimate, uh, one-on-one session with them, either acoustic or however they want to do it. But, you know, just really, uh, trying to bring out the local, the local scene, especially local craft beer community and supporting them. So we're going to get back into that and you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at uh, ferment and on YouTube at fermentation sessions TX. Uh, if you look for us on there, so um, uh, with that, uh, you can also find us on uh, on email if you find fermentation sessions. It's a uh, fermentation sessions TX at gmail.com and then uh, the paranormal journal show at gmail.com. So, those those are where you can reach out to us. And if you go to Instagram, that's probably the best place to find us. We have all our content on there, messages we get back to you. What about your movie pages? Do you have anything for your movie? Um, so, no, with that, it's uh, basically uh, Hypnotose Productions. That's my little movie page that I have. Uh, that, man, we took ma- massive downtime. I still write. I'm still working on one more show, um, our last one that we did. If you want to look it up, um, you can find my page. It's uh, on Facebook, Jay Mendes. Um, if you want to email me, it's writerjmendes84 at gmail.com. But uh, Hypnotose Productions is where you'll find that on Facebook and you'll find us on YouTube. Um, I don't have an Instagram for that just yet. But um, uh, Writer J. Mendes is my page where you can see some of the updates. That's more of a personal page, but I post things from time to time on there as well. Yeah. So talking about the, the, the movie stuff and the writing stuff, did, did the lockdown, did it help motivate the writing now that you had more time? Or is it like 
the idle idle hands is the devil's playground type of thing. Both, completely both, man. There was days where I was completely motivated, and then there was days where I was just. I mean, there's weeks where you're just like worried. I was just worried about having a job again, you know, with kids and stuff. And but yeah. at the same time, there was those nights, man, where you know that that homemade hooch kicked in, and you know, I was like, oh, let me go, <laughs> let me get to writing, or let me get to writing, and you start getting some psychedelic ideas, you know what I'm saying? So um, I, I did a lot of writing and a lot of thinking, and like I said, that's kind of where the paranormal journal show came into play, and and everything like that. Uh, but yeah, it was, it, there was days where, yeah, man, full blast, like the boredom kicked in and, you know, I was like, Hey, this is, I, I need to take a time to, to really, you know, motivate myself to write and get some new ideas down and which I did, like I said, uh, but you know, other ideas spurted and then it would just seemed easier to get that done than, you know, the actual filming, uh, filming yeah. is extremely hard to do during the whole quarantine, even still now, you know, it's really hard and, um, it, it's hard to get, you know, actors and, and people to get close, close range and do scenes and stuff. You don't want to put anybody at risk and I don't want to feel responsible for it, especially since it's just a small little independent, you know, thing that I do. So I don't yeah. want to want that on my conscience. So how, how is your writing sober and how is it drunk? Like, can you, do you write good after a couple of drinks? Yeah. Um, is it good or well, you're it, the writer. Do you tell me, do you write I, well I feel, or do you write gooder? I could. <laughs> I feel. I feel uh, sober. You, you don't think as much, and it's really it's crazy. But I feel you don't think as much, and you don't. You're not. I, for me personally, and and this is probably bad to say, but you know, the more drinks I have, the more I get into the zone, and I start just thinking and having more uh, creative ideas. I feel like when I'm sober, I'm just stuck there with writer's block the whole time. Uh, but then yeah. they get to that point to where like. You drink too much, and then next thing you know, you, you thought you were writing, and the next thing you know, you're you're in the weird uh, weird part of YouTube, surfing these channels you you shouldn't even have gotten into, and you're just like, wait, wait, wait where did I, how did I get here? And then you try to go back to writing, and it's like, no, nah, I want to go back to watching this video, and so yeah. you get distracted really easily. So there's, there's a balance, uh, but I feel like it's a lot. My ideas are a lot more creative when I'm when I'm drinking, to be honest. So yeah, I can't like for jokes and stuff and, mm-hmm. and like bits and premises. I don't write well when I'm drunk. Uh, I'll post some stuff here on Facebook every now and then. I love that shit when you do. It's funny. <laughs> but like, like the last one I did, I was like really drunk and I haven't really been drinking every now cause I've changed up my diet. So if I drink a little bit, like it just sets me off like real quick, real hard. Mm-hmm. And so the last one, <laughs> I just saw like a cookie commercial, <laughs> like it's a cookie commercial and the, the cookie had a face uh-huh. and it had a voice and it had a charming personality. Right. So I was like, I can't believe PETA is let th- letting this happen. And I laughed my ass off. <laughs> laughed my ass off. I posted it. I was proud of it. I laughed my ass off. And then, like, after five minutes, I was like, that makes zero mm, sense. No sense. <laughs> it has nothing to do with, like, PETA doesn't care about fucking cookies. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and I, I, there's so much of that drinking that I'm like, oh, man, this is all just garbage. I can't, like, I can't get anything done. Uh, when I'm drinking too much. It's funny that you said that because I have a shirt and I saw it and I was like, dude, I need to buy it. And I bought it online and it's, it has a bottle with the, uh, um, it's like a bottle of whiskey and the, the glass is tilted over and it says, uh, uh, right drunk edit sober. So yeah, yeah. I love that shirt. And it's like, dude, that's totally me because the next morning I'll go back into my, you know, to the script or wherever, whatever I was planning or writing my ideas, my notepad uh-huh. and I'll look at it and I'm like, dude, what the f- is this like what, what was i even thinking and i started scratching them out but then i'm like oh but that's really good i want to keep that i can i can you know mold that into something else and uh it's just funny going back to it the next morning it's it's crazy that I, I believe editing sober you, you have more of a conscious mind and you can kind of develop your ideas a little bit better um yeah but i feel like my idea is the main part of the idea the, the the whole body of it usually comes when i'm drinking so 
Yeah, so I, so I don't write too much. I do. I have the this digital voice recorder because like mm-hmm. I w- I used to record stuff on my phone and then I would just forget to save yep. it or erase it accidentally. Same so, thing. Mm-hmm. So I'll I'll talk into this thing drunk and then I'll go back and listen and, and write. But to actually like write and think I'm going to come out with something good mm-hmm. uh, from being drunk is just it just doesn't happen for me. I mean I'm pretty sure. I mean I've heard that plenty of times. Uh, write drunk, edit sober, mm-hmm. which makes a lot of sense. You know because. Uh, you're you're looser. You're more inhibited. Your yeah. your ideas are flowing and stuff. But at the same time, you're talking about a cookie with a face and pita. Like well, that, yeah. that's nothing. Like that is you yeah. got absolutely nothing there. You know? Yeah, I, I think with comedy, probably you just, it, it's it's a whole different story, though. I mean, because you have you have to have that. It has to make sense. If not, you know, you know, nothing's going to be funny about it. But it, I mean, yeah. I I totally get that. Yeah. Or I mean, it has to make sense, or you could just be completely silly. Like I'm. I, I haven't tried it on stage, the cookie pita thing. Yeah. The idea that I thought it was funny is more funny to me than the actual cookie face versus pita yeah. thing. So, but I don't know. But uh, yeah, drunk drunk me doesn't doesn't work. But uh, so it's funny that you mentioned how you were you were hearing voices on that recording because mm-hmm. not not only are we recording the Zoom meeting thing, but I'm using the, my Zoom recorder. Yeah. And the first time ever that has happened uh, inside. I, I'm getting radio frequencies on mm-hmm. it, and I don't I don't know what would be picking it up. So that electronic recorder that you have that picks up voices, how do you know that it's not a radio signal coming in? Like how how can you 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 know what I'm saying? So a lot of times, and that's the funny thing. So that's the thing with ghost hunting. Um, it's 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 a it's really a belief system. It's really on what you truly feel and believe. Uh, uh-huh. You know, there's plenty of skeptics out there, and that's understandable. And I totally get that. And um, it's not a proven science. It really isn't. There's nothing proven about it at this point. Um, science. There are things that are coming into play that are helping. That are helping it become you know a little bit more of a fact based you know science. But uh, the EVP thing is more of a it's it's an old school technique uh and you you don't know and the funny thing is is when you listen back to these things you try to eliminate every single possibility that it could be uh Uh besides it being a ghost uh, or an entity a spirit whatever you want to call it and um it's just the way it sounds it's honestly like you can tell so we use we use these things called spirit boxes um there's one that is from ghost stop called s box and what they believe is that spirits use their energy to um, manipulate radio frequency sometimes and they can speak through them kind of like a bumblebee you know how bumblebee talk to the car radio kind of thing uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> kind of like that I, that's the best way i can describe it but they believe that they can manipulate these frequencies and talk through uh the audio on the on the waves on the radio waves and a lot of people believe that that works. Um, me, myself, I have the tool. Do I use it sometimes? Um, I feel like that one's kind of a, eh, you know, any, any you know, luck coincidence can be that you ask a question and that right moment that that voice kicks in and it's uh, it's from a commercial on a radio or something. You get the right answer. It's like, oh, my God, you know, everybody freaks out. Um, I, 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 I do believe that, you know, it is possible i don't believe nothing is possible but you want to eliminate every factor so when you listen to the evps and you hear back to them and you listen to what it says sometimes you can distinctly make out what it says um a lot of a lot of times it's truly what you believe and what i do is i go back and i have several people listen to it without even telling them what what we asked what we said and just Uh let them hear that one clip and i'm like what do you hear and i get different opinions you know and um just trying to see it because a lot of times if i say oh it says this and you hear it your mind automatically is going to think, Oh my God, that's what it says. Yeah. 
so I try my best to get more opinions before I actually put it out there and say, this is what it is. Uh, just because, you know, I want to be as, as fact-based as possible. I'm not going to try to fake anything and just to get views and stuff like that. Um, but it, it could be, who knows, you know, that's the thing. Um, but I, I believe that, you know, you do hear voices, you do hear things coming through that audio sometimes, because it's just funny how you don't personally hear it at the time, but then when you play it back, you just hear, you distinctly hear something. So that's just the weird thing. So when yeah. you're, when you're listening to yours and recording it, do, do you hear it while you're recording? No, no, no. It was just right now while I was set up the levels and all that stuff. I, I was like, you heard it though, right? Like it popped in. Yeah, it was it was yeah. very obvious, but it was very obvious that it was a radio commercial. That's my way. I mean, radio station. It. Yeah, and you can hear it. So with these, they don't sound anything like that. This is like straight up, like you either hear almost like a whisper or you hear a straight up voice. Like you hear, uh-huh. there's no like uh, no static or no white noise in the background. It's just straight up voice, and that's the that's the cool part about it. Is like, dude, nobody was talking during this point, and why did that voice come into play? And it's answering the question, or it's saying something relative to what I was talking or asking um, yeah. about. So it's, it's pretty, it's pretty freaky. So, I mean, like I said, we eliminate everything. Uh, when you're conducting an investigation, you're writing down everything that's happening at that moment. So uh-huh. if you kick a box or somebody sneezes or says something, you write that down at the time that you wrote it down, or you say it on the recorder, such and such just did that or whatever. So that way, you know, that you don't mistake it for something else. Do you have a set checklist of like, this is what it's, this is what it's not. This is what it could be like. You know what I mean? Like if bad, bad uh, cell signal, yeah. You know, like what is your elimination process when it comes down to is this a, an actual voice or is this something else? Um, basically, just uh, like I said, going into it and, and annotating anything like that. That's that's what we do is we annotate everything that we, we are doing at that moment. So um, we make sure batteries are fully charged. We make sure there's nothing else on. Phones are turned off. Uh, you know, if there's a radio in the area, you know, we make sure that's turned off, unplugged. Like we do everything to eliminate any kind of disturbance that's going to go into our equipment um, mm-hmm. because we don't want that affecting our our our, um, our final investigation in the notes that we go into. So it's basically there's no set checklist. It's a matter of where are we? Uh, we, we, you know, just look around the place. We make sure we just analyze where we're at and what's around us. And then uh, going from there and just seeing what we need to do to eliminate the process, uh, the elimination process of what's around us to make sure we don't get any kind of uh, disturbance from the stuff around us. Yeah. So the paranormal journal that started be, like because of the, the quarantine shutdown, like that's when you kind of like got the time to grow this idea or was this something in the works before? No, it was during the quarantine, to be honest. Uh, I, uh, like I said, I've always loved ghost hunting. I did it when I was younger. I did it for a long period of time, but then I, I stopped one because I didn't have the money. Um, two, because it's just the timing, you know, I just, the timing was off for me. I wasn't able to, you know, go out and do it anymore, but I still kept up with reading and, and things like that and, and books and, and following people and pages and stuff like that. Not, not in depth, but um, yes, yeah, so like I said, we were here at home for the longest time every day not leaving and you know our floors uh, in our in our condo here it's like very uh they're wooden floors so any step that you take upstairs you can basically hear it like distinctly hear footsteps downstairs uh-huh. and um, if the dog gets up and moves up here you hear it like you can hear somebody clearly walking and we've been here plenty of times to know you know what the footsteps sound like coming down the stairs everything and so you know there's moments where we're all downstairs you know me and my two girls my wife and my dog and we're sitting there and, you know, we hear somebody walking upstairs and I'm like, Damn. my wife looks at me and I'm like, look at her and I'm looking over. I'm like, Oh shit, well, the kids are there. I was like, where's the dog? The dog's right there. I'm like, who the hell is walking upstairs? So, you know, there's me going upstairs, checking the rooms, clearing the rooms out and making sure there's nobody in the house. And, 
and dude, it just started happening more and more. And I think we just noticed it a lot more because we were here all the time. And, yeah. you know, it's not pipes. You know, we distinctly hear the freaking walking. There's no pipes underneath us on this area under our bedroom and stuff like that. So uh, it just started, that started happening. Uh, footsteps, the dog waking up in the middle of the night and just barking down the stairway. Um, sometimes it could be raccoons, who knows, but, um, you know, just little freaky things like that that were happening. And I was just like, dude, I, I need to, I, I just want to see if there's something in the house. So, uh, of course, my wife was, like I said, against it initially until she had a few. You know, <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, we got that. And then, you know, we have the SLS camera, which is basically the Xbox Connect camera hooked up to a tablet that maps out. It uses the, the lasers um, that map out any kind of figure. And if there's a human or any kind of human figure in front of these lasers that that uh, that, you know, basically map out the person, it, it creates a stick figure. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but it creates a stick figure. And uh-huh. um, like that, a silhouette type of thing. No, so like, yeah, so you know how when you played like the Wii games and all that, well, uh-huh. the, the Xbox Connect basically shoots out these infrared green lasers that they're like dots, like little dots that, that map. So if something gets in the way of those, that, that map, it, it'll map you out. Like it maps, the lasers map your body out and it creates oh, wow. your person on the screen so you can see. Uh, so, and that's the easiest way to describe it. So um, I bought this SLS camera um, and, and I, you know, I, I first day I used it, my daughter tells me, Hey dad, she, she comes up and asks my wife, she was like, did dad go downstairs with me? And she was like, what are you talking about? She was like, did dad, was dad coming down behind me, tried to scare me? And she's like, no, your dad's been in the restroom the whole time. And she's like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah. And she was like, I heard him walking down the stairs behind me, like heavy footsteps. And I was like, well, holy shit. Okay. So um, at that time, when I got the SLS camera and I started playing with it in the house, of course, wife gets pissed, but I'm like, dude, I just got to see. And sure enough, man, it maps out a person standing outside my daughter's bedroom while my daughter's in the room. Like it was mm-hmm. really crazy. Um, and it, it's distinctly just standing. You see the stick figure just standing there in front of the, the bedroom in, in the dark. And it was just nuts. And there was nothing there to, to give it the impression that there was a person there. Cause sometimes you can get something in the, in the camera's view that, that may map out a, pe- a person cause it has almost the shape of a person. You know, like if you have like a, um, a coat stand or something, a long tall coat stand, it might map that out. Cause it looks yeah. like there's nothing there in that hallway, dude. It's just a wall and it maps somebody out. So that was the crazy part about it too. Um, so just little things like that. And I was like, dude, I just, I, I gotta, I gotta get back in there and I want to start, you know, documenting these things and going and finding different places and, and, uh, you know, just make a show out of it. You know, I want to get back to doing filming and stuff like that. And I, you know, creative wise, I just thought it'd be really cool, you know, still make it entertaining, but at the same time, not trying to fake anything, you know? So, yeah. Uh, so, so you live in a complex or you live in like in a, in a single family home? Like, what is it? It's a, it's a complex. It's a condominium complex. Uh, so okay. it's like, it's like just a giant apartment, basically. It's like a really big apartment. How old is the building? Yeah, it's pretty old, man. This is one of the oldest. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty old uh, complex here, man. Oh yeah. So have you looked at the history of that? Like what I tried, what they- I, I didn't see any. Yeah. That's one. That's the first thing I did. I was like, Oh, I wonder what's going on here. Um, I haven't seen anything so far to, to be honest. Um, I, I, I don't know how exactly old this place is, but um, I did look up the history and I didn't see anything that looked like uh, anything crazy happened here. That's one of the first things I did. Yeah. But nothing, I didn't find any history to the place. Now does it, what is your theory on that? Like people, not people, but spirits kind of stay, in their homes or in a place that means something to them, or they could travel anywhere and make like settle down, like, well, quote unquote, settle down anywhere. And I I don't know, like, um, you know, there's different types of hauntings, you know, there's, uh, you know, the, the, there's the residual hauntings where they, they basically, you know, sometimes they believe that the spirits are here. um, Like they, they are just reliving their, their past or reliving moments in time. 
you know, they're repetitive ghosts they, and they just keep reliving that moment. That's why they say when you're out at Gettysburg or, you know, you're at the Alamo and you see that cowboy walking through the courtyard or, you know, you see some like a, a ghost reliving its actions um, or the ones that are walking through walls. You know, um, they say that because at, at one point in time, that wall wasn't there. They don't see that wall there. They see what they saw during their time. Um, uh-huh. That's why you see them walking through walls. That's why you see them going, you know, in areas or floating in areas that aren't there because at that, at that point in time that nothing was there at that point or whatever we're seeing wasn't there. Wow. Um, so that's, that's one theory to it. Uh, but they're all the ones that, you know, their spirits that the ghosts that, you know, were recent and, and have been here and, and they're here either with unfinished business. They feel like they're, they're watching over our, our family members and, and people. So, you know, uh, I've heard plenty of stories of, you know, um, of my family members being seen by, by somebody who, who's uh, a medium, you know, and then they, they have that, that power to see things and see spirits and people that have passed. And, you know, I've heard that people have seen my mom, you know, I've heard that people have seen my aunts and stuff like that. So it's pretty crazy. I mean, like I said, without it being a proven science, we really don't know. Um, but those are just the theories that have been thrown out there over time. Yeah. Now, could it just be like that you want to see that person or they want to have a sighting by them or they're, they're just thinking about them so much that memories and images come up. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it could be a manifestation. I mean, like you said, it could yeah. be, you know, it, it could be your own mind telling you that that's what you saw. Um, one of the biggest things that a lot of people see are shadow people, you know, a lot uh-huh. of people think, Oh, I saw a shadow person. But you know, if you look at the peripherals, how many times have you sat here and then you turned your head real quick because you saw something moving on the side, you know, because of a shadow could have been a silhouette from a car outside passing by your window and, you know, seeing something. It's just a matter of, you know, a lot of people sometimes believe more that it's something when it's not. Um, and sometimes people have a hard time letting go. So uh, there's universities that actually speak to this stuff. And uh, I was going to take a class this past uh, like two months ago or a month ago um, on parapsychology. There was a class, an online class that was taught in, in, in uh, England. And, and they basically parapsychology teaches you how sometimes um, traumatic events in, per- in people's lives cause them to start, you know, uh, experiencing these things. And they, they're trying to link paranormal activity to actual just your own mind causing these things to happen. And, and you yeah. can- the biggest role in it and and having these things happen because you're thinking it's happening just because your mind's so messed up from certain things that have happened to you in the past um and i really wanted to take that class because like i said i, I want to dig into all aspects of it i don't want it to just be like oh that was a ghost and you know oh i heard something and ooh, and I, I, that's not what i'm about i really want to learn the science science part of it and and you know just the part that we see now that's it's the scary and eerie part of it so yeah, I mean, as of i mean i don't know what you would call yourself a, a ghost hunter believer sightings a believer whatever a non-denier or whatever you yeah. would say but uh and this is a sincere question yeah. how much do you think ghost hunting uh and mental illness type of kind of intertwine like you kind of touched on a little bit like mm-hmm. people are just seeing things of of, of their own mind their minds playing trick on them, tricks on them or something mm-hmm. like I want to say that people, man, to be honest, I, I think it's a huge chunk of it, to be honest. Uh, I think uh, there's a show that I tell on TV on, uh, it's called Evil, and I freaking love this show because it plays so much of that. It plays so much of that, and there's so many explanations that they, they debunk. They debunk so many things that people are experiencing because a lot of the time it is a mental illness, like, you know, people that think they're possessed, people that you know, think that they're hearing things or seeing things. I mean, they might be schizophrenic, you know, um, I think in the world, I mean, I want to say a good, I'd say anywhere from 50 to 70% of the things that happen in the world are probably because of mental illness. And that's just the number I'm throwing out there just because, um, you know, a, a lot of times that's what it is. It is mental illness, man. Uh, 
And, and See, and I, re- I respect you saying that because you, you do believe in this stuff. You do yeah. think that you are seeing these things. You do think that you are finding these things. Mm-hmm. So I respect that you go like, like there's some people that are just like out there crazy. Is yeah. there anybody out there like that, that has like a, a, a ghost hunting show or anything that, that you think to yourself, man, that this guy's just, or this girl, they are just bonkers. Um, no, I haven't. I haven't seen one yet. I think most of the shows out there are purely entertainment and, and you know, exaggerated. Uh, there's one. There's one show that I see on YouTube that is really cool. Um, it's called The Haunted Side, and I love these guys. They're awesome uh, because they're just out there having fun. You know, they're uh-huh. they're doing these ghost hunts, and they 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 hear a lot of things like, "Oh, did you hear that?" And, and they're great guys. And I think they they they're entertaining, but at the same time, I don't think they're they're causing a lot of stuff that's happening. Um, most of the shows out there are just mainly entertainment, man. I really do feel they're they're really entertaining. Um, some of the stuff is probably, I mean, most likely stage. I, I don't know. I don't. I've never. I don't want to talk smack about these shows, but um, but yeah, I haven't seen anybody that's legit crazy out there like that is like it's their mind doing the things or yeah like that. I haven't come across one yet, so uh, not not that I. And uh, what's what's your balance on this between fun versus business? Like, how fun is this for you? How serious is this for you? So, um, for me, when you're doing like old, you know, hospitals, when you're doing, um, you know, uh, old buildings and historical buildings, that's the fun part. Um, when, you know, people reach out and, and ask you to do something in their, in their house, or they ask you, Hey, you know, we think, you know, my, you know, my family member might be here or whatever. Can you try to make contact? Uh, initially I, cause you got people out there that'll make money off of this, man. No real paranormal investigator will ask for payment. They okay. should Donations, yes. Donations, welcome. Of course, that's how we fund, you know, the the trips to go places. That's how we buy the equipment. The, the equipment's expensive, man. The the SLS camera I was talking about is like five hundred dollars alone here. Um, and, and what does that camera do? That's the one that maps out people that aren't really there. Oh, okay, right? yeah, yeah. Um, but like, uh, you no. Know, so the serious part is when someone asks you to go into their house, and and you got to take it serious, man, because these people truly believe. And like I said, I'm a believer in ghosts, and and I wouldn't be doing this if I, if I wasn't, but. Some people ask you to go and try to find or make contact with their family members. And I, I, I automatically tell them like this, okay, this isn't a proven science. And I need you to understand that I can't guarantee there is something in your house. And I don't want to say it is who you believe it is. Um, you know, cause in my mind, I also believe that there are demonic spirits. I believe that there are things that trick us to believing that they're a family member or whatever the case may be. Um, so I, I don't guarantee them that they are going to find the answers that they want, but I'm more than happy to go into this house and set up equipment and run an investigation and see if there is anything out of the ordinary that's happening. You know, first thing I'm going to check is, you know, their like their electricity, you know, when's the last time they had things going on, like uh, their pipes, their plumbing, uh, you know, things like that, that could be causing, you know, what they believe is a ghost. Uh, I eliminate all that going into it uh, initially. And then from there, once there's no explanation to some of the things that we've seen there or that they've seen, then that's where we're like, okay, something crazy is going on here um but at the same time like i said you have to be sensitive to these things because you know these people you know they're looking for answers they're looking for something to to believe in that you know and they want to feel good they want to feel good that this family member is okay sometimes they want to know that you know they're not being held you know in 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 limbo you know um Mm And so you have to be real careful with that when you're going into a home. You, you don't ever promise things. You don't, you know, guarantee that they're they're going to get the answers that they want. That's where you take it extremely serious. You got to be sensitive to their feelings, to their beliefs more than anything, and and just let them know up front that you know this is what it is. You know, because uh, you have some people out there that'll go in there and they'll say, "Oh, we're going to cleanse your house and we're going to get rid of the spirit." Dude, yeah. I'm sorry, I just I don't see how that's possible sometimes. 
because you, you hear it tons of times like, hey, we had a priest come in here and he blessed the house. Shit's still happening. You know, we had, you know, a, a medium coming and tell us it was this. And I'm like, I I just don't like meddling in those waters, man. I don't want to mess with people's emotions and, and feelings, you know. And like you said, uh, we just talked about it. maybe it is a mental illness, too. Maybe this person may be suffering from some things and we're over here you know, adding fuel to the fire saying it's this when they might actually need medical help, you know, they might need a counselor, they might need this or whatever the case may be. And I'm not one to, to make that diagnosis, man. I'm not a doctor. So um, I yeah. try my best to be very sensitive and very careful when it comes to house places and, and re- residential uh, investigations. How many episodes have y'all done of the, the uh, paranormal yeah. journal? Uh, we've, we had, we were go- going on two already. Um, but the first one we just released, uh, we're still trying to get more content and believe it or not, it's really hard, man, because for the entertainment piece, we're trying to do more of, you know, the, the old hospitals and places like that. But dude, you'd be surprised. They charge an arm and they're like, they're expensive to get, to get into these places. And then when you do uh-huh. have the cash, they're already like booked. Um, but there's, there's different, uh, places we're planning on going. We're going to go back to the, the first episode was at the Gunter hotel downtown. Um, so if you watch that episode, you know, it was pretty cool. The, the hotel was super freaking cool with us, man. They let us explore and be real cool about it. Um, as long as we didn't, you know, do anything, you know, illegal, <laughs> which we didn't. Um, but you know, uh, places to get into are really hard, man. And they're really expensive. Uh, so like one, like the, uh, the Yorktown hospital, you know, you're paying like five bills just to, to, to freaking get into there overnight yeah man it's wow it's you're looking at you know 500 there's places in other states that charge in the thousands dude like four thousand dollars sometimes uh, and why do they charge so much like what are they charging for just for us to just have access to that building overnight to do a ghost hunt and they know it and they know it you know it's it's it is a money maker it's an old abandoned building they leave it as is and you sign a waiver and you go in there and you, you do your investigation and and the funny thing is, is these places are pretty freaking active i mean they you get a lot of results out of them and uh-huh. they know that people are going to want to go and experience this and it's kind of like you know buying a ticket to a theme park you know you're, you're going in there in your own amusement to, to have fun and do your investigation and try to see something that you know other people haven't seen yet or whatever the case may be yeah so for like uh mainstream movies of paranormal and supernatural stuff like that mm-hmm. which one would be your top favorite and which one is like that's 100 percent bullshit like what a waste of time type of thing <laughs> uh they're all exaggerated to be honest um so but, you're not a fan of those no i love them oh i love the movies i i just think they're 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 exaggerated so like one of the first ones that i saw i think it was the conjuring um, because uh-huh. it followed Ed Lorraine Warren, which were in my past, you know, they were my idols as a ghost hunter. Like, oh my God, Ed Lorraine, they're the ones who investigated, you know, the Amityville Horror, the Annabelle doll, you know, the Conjuring, whatever house. Um, but when we first did it, when we, I'm sorry, when we first saw that movie and I was like, holy crap, they do it the right way. They sit down and they interview the person. They ask the questions, you know, maybe it's this. And they go and they actually try to debunk the whole house. I was like, you don't ever see that in the movies. They just come in and the, the ghost hunters are like, oh, this place, I feel a sense of evil and this and that. Like, no, that's not how it happens. Like you go in and you actually try to do a scientific investigation first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that was the closest one I saw when I first saw The Conjuring where they sat down and they were interviewing the family and asking about certain things that have happened in the past and everything. I was like, oh, okay, that's that's pretty legit. I was like, I've never seen where they actually do that in the movie. Uh, that yeah. was the first time I saw it. But then after that, you know, it totally gets exaggerated, of course. So, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, th- there's no movies out there that I've seen that I've Hollywood that have actually kind of hit it nail on the head. If there is, and I'd love to see it, but I, I haven't come across one. Yeah, I guess the ones for Hollywood, they kind of make it, they have to make it more entertaining. Yeah. So they yeah. can't do like the slow burns type of thing, the, yeah. the sit around and wait yeah. for the smallest sound type of thing. Yeah, no, I, I, not, 
yeah that's not entertaining yeah no and I, don't get me wrong i love those movies it's just that it ain't, it ain't gonna happen like you're not gonna you're not gonna see the real way they do it and and that's that's what what, what it was with our episode our our first episode you know we had a little bit of the creepy music and you know i talk in the so subtle voice when we're going through the next phase but you know overall we were there for from i'd say six in the afternoon all the way till um i'd say i think it was like eight in the morning the next morning in that room conducting you know the evp sessions and doing all stuff and we got 28 minutes of an episode that's what we yeah. got and that's with yeah. us even cutting out as much as we could to not make it boring um but still keep it interesting and keep it real to what we do and how we do it um so you know it, you can and, and most people think investigations when you go into a, a ghost hunt you're gonna you know see things and hear things you have to be optimistic and you have to really want to see something not not expecting to see something because half the time investigations are boring, man. You're just going to be sitting there waiting. You're just waiting yeah. for something to happen. Um, EVP sessions, you're just asking questions and then taking your time. Cause I mean, how much can you really do in a room or a house, um, you know, and, and without, you know, something happening, like nothing usually happens to be honest. You have to, it, it takes several days uh, of an investigation sometimes just to get some evidence. So the EV, EVP sessions, mm -hmm. that's what you're recording and you're you're asking questions, hoping for a response? Yeah. Electronic voice phenomena. Electronic voice phenomenon. Mm -hmm. What type of questions are you asking? So, of course, once again, you want to keep them well-rounded off. Uh, am I, and so let's say there's a specific story or a ghost that you're trying to make contact with. It's almost seance-like, you know what I mean? Because you're trying uh -huh. to you know, make contact with something that's there. Um, so when we were at the Gunter, the, the ghost, and we're talking about, we, I'll go back to this minute because you asked this question a little while ago about ghost traveling and stuff. Um, when you're sitting there asking questions, you know, it's basically yes, no, you know, you want to see if you can get those kind of answers. Um, the ghost that was supposed to be in that hotel room is either of the blonde woman that was supposedly murdered in that room because they never found a body. That's why I say supposedly, or the ghost of Walter Emmerich, the man who was supposed to murder the woman. Um, they believe he's still in the room because women keep getting attacked in that room. Uh, so, uh, and it's, he's a pretty violent ghost apparently. So anyways, uh, when you're asking these questions, you're, you're wanting to say like, you know, is this, am I speaking to Walter Emmerich? You know, is Walter Emmerich here? Uh -huh. you know, um, did you kill that woman in this room? You know, things like that. Cause you're, you're hoping to hear the yes. You're hoping to hear the no. Um, what is your name? You're hoping to hear a name. You know, you want to be real specific so you can get those specific answers. Because like I said, when, we, when you're talking about the radio frequencies, what if it picks up something like home run, home run, you know, whatever the case may be. You're like, oh, shit, well, that's what you know. So you're, you're looking for those specific answers. So that way you can kind of, you know, um, uh, point out that, that that's that was the answer that was given. You know, that's how, you know, you eliminate, you know, all the other possibilities that it was something else. Yeah. How many, like, what is the the race breakdown as far as ghosts? Like, is it, like, just mostly white people are ghosts? Like, no. Is there an ethnic ghost? No, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's the funny thing. And I've seen some memes, and I'm like, dude, exactly. Like, people don't think about this stuff. You know, you have some of these shows where they're going to Germany, you know, and they're yeah. asking questions in English, but it's an 800-year-old castle. Like, do you really <laughs> think they were speaking yeah. English? <laughs> They learn English by now, you know. I'm, I'm looking for to hear nine or you know, like something in there, you know, like yes or no, nine, 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 you know, like something. I, I don't know, but like you see, I'm like, bro, like you're asking questions in English, like should you have like a interpreter there asking the questions? That's um, funny, dude. Yeah. yeah, they they should they they should be of all races, man. I mean, um, there's a lead like there's a my dad used to take me to his friend's house back in the day. Uh, it was an older black man. 
a really nice man who had a, like almost like a little piece of farmland outside of the city. And uh, he had horse stables and apparently they had tunnels. They had underground tunnels where, you know, the, the slaves would, you know, uh, escape from and they were under the stables. And uh, he would say that he would feel uh, while he was in the stable or in his, his shed in the barn, he'd feel someone pushing him, like pushing him from behind or, or bumping him. There's nobody in that freaking room. And there was actually a tree outside where they used to hang some of the slaves. Um, and he, he would see black people, you know, in the shed sometimes, you know, so obviously those are probably the slaves. So they come in all race, you know, I, I don't believe ghosts, you know, uh, discriminate in, in any bitter way. So yeah, they should come in all, all forms. Um, the, the Manger Hotel, there's supposedly a maid, I believe, that was killed there. And I think she was a Spanish-speaking maid. I got I to gotta look more into the story. But, you know, obviously, if we're going to try to make contact with her, I'm going to have my wife, because my wife's part of the team. I'm going to have her speak, because I don't speak a lick of Spanish. I wish I did. But I'll have yeah. her ask questions in Spanish. You know what I mean? And I'm going to look for those Spanish words. I'm not looking for English words or responses, because she was a Spanish-speaking maid. Yeah. Um, th- those are things you got to go into, because, like I said, I'm not going to go into a 800-year-old English castle and, and expect or a German castle and, and ask questions in English, man. So yeah, yeah. coming all shapes, form sizes, races, you know whatever. That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, so how do you, how do you go into planning the episode? I mean, you, you work on several different projects, mm-hmm. you know, for the the paranormal. How do you go about like uh, blueprinting what an episode is going to be? Like, how much planning go, goes into that? So being new to it, man, we basically say okay. Uh, where can we go from it? So my brother's a really big help in that. Uh, so he's a partner with the show. Um, he does this thing called Hasta la Muerte Chronicles. So he digs up all the history in certain places and we find those places. And um, those are the places we're trying to investigate because they have some gruesome history behind it, man. So mm-hmm. um, also oh, your brother has his own thing too. Like his, his, his he own? has a page. Yeah, He doesn't have a show, but it's a page. Uh, it's a page. And in and, and the episode, he's with us in the episode. He does the hunt with us there. So because uh, he, he, uh-huh. he did this for a while, too, as well, when he was younger. So it's funny that he did it. So he had told me he was starting his page while I was doing this. We're like, well, dude, let's just let's do it together. You know, you find the places and we'll investigate them. And he's he's huge at digging up history, man. And, he, and his page, look it up. It's Hasta la Muerte Chronicles on Facebook and Instagram. Um, and he posts pictures, uh, you know, the whole story behind certain things, the, the deaths that have happened, all that good stuff. So we partner with him and we see where we're going to go, where we want to go. And uh, we basically map it out and say, okay, so like the Gunther, we knew Walter Emmerich was buried. We thought it's going to be a cool factor. He found out where he was buried, um, but his tombstone isn't even, he, his grave isn't even marked. So we're like, well, dude, let's start off the episode there. Let's go to the cemetery. Say, hey, look, check it out. We got the map. We found out where his plot is. He's buried right here. You don't even know it because there's nothing here to identify him. And we'll talk about a little bit of his story and then we'll transition to the hotel. And then from the hotel, we'll, we'll talk outside the room. So we're basically mapping out as we go. Um, once we're doing the investigation, it's kind of a free for all, man, to be honest. Um, we know how we're going to start it and how we're going to end it. But everything in the middle is basically uh, just us free, just going at it and doing a free for all. And then we post that editing. We're just putting everything together after that and saying, okay, this looks cool. Let's put this in there. Cause like I said, we were there for hours, man. And only 28 minutes of, of footage was actually usable and, and wouldn't put anybody to sleep. So, yeah. um, so it's basically just going, going uh, as we go. So we, we map out as basically the beginning and the end and everything else in the middle is let's see what happens. Cause we don't know what's going to happen. So we really can't map it out. Yeah. Okay. One more question about the paranormal and then we'll move on to something else. Yeah. Uh, you hear a lot of well, I'm, I don't know where I get this from, but I've heard it several times that young kids, toddler toddler age and all that, they're able to see things that adults can't see, mm-hmm. as far as spirits, ghosts, 
stuff like that. What 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 is that? Like why why is that a thing that young brains could see things that adult brains can't see? Personally, I think their minds aren't closed off to everything around them at this point. So it's it's like one of those things where I feel, and like I said, and maybe there's a scientific explanation to it that I haven't heard or read about yet, but I, and, and this is one of those things that I always explained when I was younger too, when I did this first starting off was, you know, our minds are so closed off to everything else. I mean, today, I mean, the one thing I was thinking of was like, oh, what am I going to eat for dinner today? Where are we cooking? I have to do this. I have to do that. And, you know, we're so closed off to the TVs, to our phones, like we're so just tunnel visioned on so many different things, you know, babies, kids, they, they ain't got to worry about shit, man. They're just like open-minded about everything. You know, uh, there's nothing on their minds about color, gender, race, like their, their minds are just pure. Like they're just open. And I think that kind of, you know, gives them the, the ability to see that. I think that's the ability that, cause they don't know what they're looking at yet, you know? Um, and I think they're just a little more open-minded to the world around them. And that's my own personal opinion. I, I don't know if there's scientifically been proven anything. Um, but, you know, they say we only use so much of our brain at that, you know, I mean, maybe because their brain is still forming and, and, you know, you know, getting, you know, in tune with everything. Maybe that's why too. I mean, I really don't know, but that's always been my opinion is that they're just more open-minded to the world around them instead of being so tunneled onto everything else. Is there a term for that? Like, what is that called? I have no idea, to be honest. Yeah. Because, um, I, I mean, you hear that a lot of times. Like, uh, a lot of kids will have stories like that of sightings. They see a, a mm-hmm. figure. They see a person. They see a shadow and stuff like that. And obviously, I mean, they don't know. Like, it's too soon to know about lying in, mm-hmm. a, in a way, you know? Yeah. So you kind of believe them a little bit more than, than somebody who would just try to convince you, like, uh, that, that ghost sighting or something. Yeah, like I said, their minds are just pure, man. They're they're still pure. They're they're not they're not corrupted. <laughs> they're they're uh they're still seeing the world for what it really is instead of just being you know zoomed in on something else. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, how many babies do you have working for you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on three. Uh, the adoption baby didn't roll through yet, but uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cool, man. So w- when you're attacking the different projects, because like I said, you you work on different things as far mm-hmm. as filmmaking, writing, the paranormal, the fermentation sessions, all that stuff. What 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 music is playing a role in each of these sessions, or are they are they separate? Uh, genres, separate uh, things that inspire you, like break down music, how it inspires you for each individual different project that you take on. Oh, dude. Yeah, no. Um, I think we talked about this last time uh, about filming, but when I'm writing film scripts, uh, depending on what genre I'm writing on, and a lot of times it's more of a, a, a dark, dark piece that I'm writing, like uh, El Baile. This is the one I'm doing right now. Um, the, the story about El Camaroncito here in San Antonio, where the girl snuck out and danced with the devil. Uh, that's the one I'm writing right now, uh, and I'm working on. Um, it's been a long piece in time, but when I'm writing, when I'm writing that, the music I like listening to is uh, I love uh, this dark, ominous music. But sometimes I, I love. Um, let's see i'm trying to think i'll listen to a lot like since it's it's more of a, a hispanic a latino themed film like you know the culture uh i'll listen to a lot of that kind of music and believe it or not but i'll listen to a lot of the acoustic the old school acoustic uh, guitar the guitar music uh that you know, from our background um i'm trying to think uh when i'm doing anything else it's like i, I don't listen to like hard rock or anything like that that's going to be too loud i like something that's more mellow something that's just going to keep me in, in that little you know the tone of what i'm doing um for this for paranormal journal i really don't listen to anything i mean 
driving into a place, I'm getting pumped up. I'll just listen to like just something that's more, you know, driven, you know, a little more loud because uh, I'm excited and I'm, I'm hoping to see something when we go into a ghost hunt. Um, but yeah, it just depends on, on what I'm writing and, and what tone I want to feel. Um, I try to match the score to what I'm writing. So like I'll listen to scores from different movies. Um, so like uh, the the score from The Fountain, uh, the, it was a Darren Aronofsky film, I believe. Um, I'll listen to the score from that film when I'm writing something that's dealing with like angels and demons, you know, something like that, just to give me that feel for what I'm writing. Um, but at the same time, I don't want to, you know, uh, I feel like sometimes when you're listening to music from movies you've already seen, you kind of start uh, writing similar to what that movie or film was because you, you got that in your head. So I just try to listen to a lot of stuff. Um, another one is uh, there's this guy... Um, Kevin McLeod, he he does royalty free music. Um, a lot of times we get some music from him, and we you know you you do the royalty free music stuff on your um, on your projects, and he has a whole bank of different uh, music scores, tones. It'll say you can do dark and ominous, you can do funny, you can do whatever, and I'll just play his clips down in a row when I'm writing, just because I like the way he, he does his music. So that's one of the things I do. It just depends on what I'm working on, you know. Yeah, I can, I can never plan it. You know, I don't have like a specific playlist or anything. Nothing to set the mood, nothing to set you like no. in a certain direction, just whatever you're feeling at that time. Yeah. That's cool, man. Uh, so thanks for doing this. Do you have uh, shout outs, plugs again? Uh, anything you want people to check out? Anything you want them to look up? No, like you said, uh, uh, we just, like I said, we're getting back in the thing. We only had that uh, before quarantine happened. Uh, fermentation sessions is, is really cool. It's it's a really cool project. Uh, local brewers were supporting the craft community, craft beer community, um, you know, support local businesses. So, um, Isla Street Brewing Company, which is huge. They came out the, the Rojo Beer. That was our first episode. We did it with them. Uh, they're a great group of guys. So check them out as well. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, Fermentation Sessions TX uh, on Facebook, on Instagram. Check us out on there. Uh, check, check uh, you know, um, the Paranormal Journal out on Instagram. Check us out. If you ever have any questions and want us to do an investigation, we're always open for that as well. We'll set some time up for you to do that. Uh, but yeah, uh, Hypnotose Productions is on my YouTube page. That's where we have some of our projects. Um, some of our short films that we've done in the past. So you can check that out as well. Um, but yeah, that's basically it, man. I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, man. It was fun. Uh, <laughs> thanks for doing this. I appreciate uh, it. We'll check you later, everybody. Don't hang right. up, but I'm just signing off for everybody else. You're good. All right. Laters.